What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is the B Show. Yes, I'm your host. Bees. I'm your host, Corey Smith. The, it, the very thing Nyla Rose hates. Oh, oh, she's the queen bee. Yeah, I think she would be here at the B Show, but she's not. That bee. Hey, watch your mouth. Hey, man. She she said she called it or she called herself that. I feel like she wanted to say that, but then she was gonna say. Oh wait, no. She says she breaks bitches. Anyway. No, I mean, I, yeah, but then she yeah, like, bees. Well, we're gonna get into all that yeah. because this is the B show where we talk about not just things that start with the word the letter B, but we talk about AEW and NXT from last night uh, every week here at SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio. Uh, all of your podcast delivery applications, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, many, many more. Spotify, it's another one. Uh, listen to us on there, and um, yeah, subscribe. Also, follow us on social media, at CWR4 and 5, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram, really cool thing now. Uh, it's what the kids are into. Actually, no, kids are into other stuff like TikTok. Kids are really into TikTok. Can we do a TikTok? No. Uh, with my boyfriend don't kiss you no more what's that how's that song go i he doesn't it's kiss way you. below my he, pay grade. he likes you but he doesn't this is this is great stuff anyways great stuff. i i forgot how the song it's gonna pop into my head halfway you're, through the show you're already like turning away all those kid li- all those uh maybe i'm bringing those, them in maybe they're like no they're oh like, he reference i like it i <laughs> TikTok, yeah Anyways, at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, because like I said, Instagram, uh, we post news updates on there. Oh, I thought you said something. I thought you said the other thing. What? Facebook? News. Nudes? Yeah, I thought you said nudes. We don't post nudes on there. That's you don't? Like, no, I don't. Um, I was going to try to get Gabriel, the intern, to do that, but... We haven't heard anything back from the Pacific I Northwest gave him like, bunker. Well, they moved down here, and, and somehow uh, it got worse. You know. Anyways, <laughs> twice an intern now, and he's not a full fledged employee. Nonetheless, follow us at CWR415. I don't want to waste any time today because we got a lot of news to get into, a lot of stuff to talk about here today on the show. Um, so, I mean, uh, well, first off, how are you today, Michael? I, yeah. I didn't even ask you that question. I just went into the whole thing. You know, we're up at we're up at it. I'm here a lot more earlier because uh, a know, lot more my, earlier. Yes, uh, yeah, by significant amount actually. Um, just uh, it was just work ended. Though the work week ended early. That's why I insisted. Like, hey, I, I want to be here as soon as possible because I just want to get the show out of the way. There you go. That's it's a, not like it's a burden. It's just like, hey, you know, we have the time. We might as well use it. You want to get home and play some Crash Bandicoot, as the kids would say. Yeah, I still have your copy. Oh, yeah, I have that. No, game. I don't. No, <laughs> it's it, right there. I'm oh. staring at it. Oh, yeah, there it yeah. is. You do have my controller, though. That's true. I do have your controller. It's it's there. It's, it's just it's safe. Um, but I'm good, too. Thank you for asking, Michael. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my days went well. I, I went on this, I'm doing this new routine every... Uh, I run three just days asking a week. people how they're doing? No, I run three days a week now. Really? With my friend. How's that treating you? Uh, it's horrible. I hate it. Okay. But I also go to the gym three other days of the week. So it's and six days, so just like oh, three, and you just they're just like interchanging, like they're they're like yeah, this. It's yeah. hard. To, it's hard to do the hands. Sundays thing. I run, Mondays I gym, Tuesdays I run, Fridays I'm off. I this is know. what happens when you just have a lot of time in your this hands. What happens when you get old? Anyway. I feel like you, when you get old, you just work out less. No, 
It's hey, man. It's, it's not. It's not. That's not how it works, man. Really? Yeah. It's just things just become a lot more urgent. Like things, I should do this, or, or become, I might actually die. Things, be- yeah, things become a little looser on you around the edges, and like stuff. Like food just becomes a lot more potent, and, and your belly starts falling a little lower than it was before. Your metabolism's pretty much gone. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah. See, and your vision my, is just and my vision starts going. Yeah, yeah. but nonetheless, uh, you're not the sprite chicken you once were. No. No. Were you ever a spry chicken? I was never a spry chicken. Okay. So you're a lot better now. Though. I am. I'm okay. probably in the best physical. That's good. That's good. It's ever since meeting Brock Lesnar that one time and trying to see his penis. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm, hey, always assume that this is the first episode the listener is listening to. So the fact that you made that reference, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, the Wade Barrett podcast. The Wade, no, the no, Wade the Barrett interview. interview from Inside the Ropes. It's a great one. Highly recommend it. Uh, I want that dude's job. He has pretty good. Like, he just, like, interviews, like, the major names. Yeah, and he has a really good accent, too. When you do that one thing. He's oh, Scottish. He's Scottish. I can't, I can't do it. He's but, Scottish. Yeah. Yes, he is. But let's let's not waste any time. Let's get right Okay, in. Pete Dunn. Let's get into the news. God, that that is never not going to be a fucking jarring thing. Jesus. Thank you. Uh, this is the news brought to you by uh, City Wrestling Radio. Uh, for all Dude, your... We didn't provide this news. Come on. Well, we're, provi- we're, we're sponsoring the news that we are speaking of right now. Okay. Speaking uh, of news, like, be sure to follow us on Instagram for, you know... Various amounts of news items. I was going to say, the, the, um, the Instagram news updates yeah. on City Wrestling Radio. See, that I can do in like See? six minutes, in under ten minutes. You, it's really easy. You, you spilled you the beans. It. You said six minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, even I could do them. Yeah. I did one. I, I see, you saw you do, one You've I, done several. They look I, great. I posted them once about coronavirus. I'm trying to scare the masses. Wow. Yeah, I know. Great. <laughs> My news updates are like world that's news. What, that's what we want out of Famine our Famine in Ethiopia. More More fear. Uh, nonetheless, uh, let's get into some news. Uh, something we talked about this morning. A little we posted on Instagram this morning. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, suffered an injury during a commercial shoot. Then, yeah, according oh, I to, thought you were going to have something to say. Yeah, according to Pro Wrestling uh, Sheet, by way of Ryan Seton, also of WWE backstage fame, uh, he reported that uh, Samoa Joe suffered a head injury while doing a table spot during said commercial. It didn't really detail what the commercial was for, but you know, it said a WWE com- uh, commercial shoot. So I'm guessing it was some sort of WrestleMania. Watch, watch the network or some. I don't know. I, I mean, like this. This cannot come at a worse time for Samoa Joe. This is the absolute worst time to get injured in general because as WrestleMania is in 45 days, you know, this isn't the first time Joe's injury had put his like WrestleMania spot in jeopardy, but I feel like this is this is going to be something where he he's probably going to have to miss WrestleMania and just for the foreseeable future. And this, you know, I don't know how I, I don't know how old Joe is, but the amount of injuries this guy has been like stacking up at his age and where he is in his career right now, like Samoa some, Joe is forty years old. Yeah, some you might just say like maybe it's him not necessarily hang it up, but really just his birthday's next month. Well, happy birthday, Joe! <laughs> um, it makes you think like he has he has an extraordinary future in broadcasting. You know, like he he has been on commentary plenty of times. He's been on those panels. The door's wide open for him to join the show. Yeah, our, our show. I mean, um, yeah, we don't pay, but you know, no. In fact, you pay to keep us on the air. Yeah, um, something we learned recently. But Joe, uh, yeah, it's. I think he's at a crossroads. Yeah, where he won't be lonely. Uh, he suffered it, like you said, on a bad table spot, hitting his head after filming a stunt. 
Uh, it's unconfirmed at this point how long he'll be out of action. Just it says a considerable considerable amount of time, considering considering this just happened. Yeah. Um. So as you recall, though, Joe returned from a broken thumb at the end of last year. Upon his return, he joined KO Viking Raiders. You know all the all the fat guys. But I want to see like last stable. month. Didn't he have Didn't he have an injury on Raw? Like he he like he had his bell rung or something as well on that. Well, he was taken out by the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah. And the, the, the little thing group. Yeah. We don't watch Raw. Their sermon. I watched. I watched. You watched this week? I, I did too, week. actually. I saw all three hours. And Oh, uh, wait. No, I didn't watch this week. I watched the week before. Yeah. I, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Monday. I don't watch every week. It's just hard. But no, uh, Samoa Joe, he's going to be out of action for some time. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if they'll actually use him again on commentary. You know, but, you know, get rid of the king and put yeah. Joe in there as the heel commentator. I have that'd a, be great, yeah. though. Byron Saxton, Tom Phillips, and Samoa Joe. I mean, or anything's better than fucking or his Jerry the King name, Lawler. His birth name, Joel. Making sushi jokes in front of Kyrie. I mean, about Kyrie saying. Anyway, yeah, get well soon, Joe. Yeah, get well soon. Um, on the, uh, I mean, while we're still on the uh, concussion bandwagon, which is a terrible bandwagon, uh, this I is don't a, want to be on that This is fresh off uh, Wrestling Observer by way of Dave Meltzer. Oh, De- uh, Uncle Melts by you and me. Uh, uh, apparently, Noel Foley. Twenty. I'm just going to read off the. Oh, this is a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? This was a couple weeks ago. I'm pretty because the date said going. okay. Keep it going. said Noel Foley, age 26, has been suffering from post concussion issues that are not getting better, according to boyfriend Frank the Clown. Yeah, I read this like uh, like uh, maybe earlier this week. I was going to make a, a news bolt, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it hasn't been that widely reported though, but. Uh, I mean, I might as well say it anyway. He said she got that she got a concussion five months ago, but didn't say where it came from. But they didn't want to go public with it. But we're hoping that maybe doing so would lead someone to be able to help her out. Sheesh. He said she's been very limited on social media because it makes her headaches worse. Um, shit, man. Like that's that is very very serious. And considering her, she comes from a family. Well, she comes from a family that's a. Uh, well, mostly just because her dad has been very synonymous with injuries. To see Noel Foley, Foley. yeah, Foley. with Mick Foley, yes, of course, and to see her like getting like not even taking the amount of bumps that she has, which is very very little because she's in training. Damn, is she still in training? No, she's uh, she so, it didn't work out. So this concussion, it, they don't know how she got it, right? They're I saying. mean, like you might as well just put two and two together. Hey, people get concussions for ver for for a variety of reasons, not right. even for like right. wrestling taking wrestling bumps, right? But it's usually uh, some sort of trauma to the head region right yeah um and i know concussions can go on for months and months yeah um it's just i i i don't know how she got it that's it's, crazy it's just real it's just real it's a wake-up call i guess and apparently like she's making it public just due to the fact that she wants she needs help you know it said that, that i it's i think it's no coincidence that they put her age 26 that's when you're you know when you're aging out of your parents' insurance, so that could be a thing. But she's taken care. I mean, it's the Foley's. Whatever. I mean, I'm not yeah, assuming. Yeah, I'm not making any financial assumptions. But you know, that's an issue for most 26 year olds, because like myself, actually. But um, yeah, you're just like I'm, I can't. Use if I get my- concussion, like a, uh, anyway, Ooh. get get well soon, Noel Foley. I I would hope so. Also uh, on the DL list, uh, NXT wrestler Tyler Bate has been pulled from an upcoming indie event Jeez, due to an injury. OTT Wrestling made the announcement via social media in regards to their Friday the 23rd show. They said this, <clears throat> due to a recent injury, Tyler Bate will no, long, will no long appear at hashtag dead on. This is unavoidable in wrestling. Apologies. 
the company wrote. Is the accent really that necessary? <laughs> this is a serious news story. Okay, well, okay, I'll read it without. Uh, due to recent injury, Tyler Bate. Well, no, I have to say, uh, no long up here at hashtag did on. It's unavoidable. Uh, Bates' uh, last match with WWE took place at Worlds Collide as Mustache Mountain faced DIY. Uh, no words um, are exact on what injury was suffered or how long he may be out of action. Um, yeah, he did post a picture of him playing chess. Uh, I feel like he was like at a holiday party when he was playing chess with somebody. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so he's going to be out of action too. So uh, we'll get well soon too, Tyler Bate. The ratings are here. Oh, ratings, ratings. Uh, this is just Brian Alvarez tweeted. AEW, 893,000. Yeah. Uh, NXT, 794,000. There was no bump. No bump. From the takeover. So they're real. They're, it's just more or less plateaued from last week. Nice. Well. Which is which is crazy considering I would I expected it to be like significantly lower because of that fucking that fucking live execution of one Michael Bloomberg in the Democratic debates. Don't want to get too political here, but that's fair to say that that man was uh, dragged by his ankles, Troy style, and just dragged through the sands of. Uh, well, I completely forgot. Lost the plot here. Yeah. They fucked up Michael Bloomberg. I'll just say that. Yeah. Especially Elizabeth Warren. And that was watched by at least 19 million people. Fuck it. They doomsday deviced him. Uh-huh. Put him in the electric chair. Oh, Jesse, but that Jesse the Body Ventura, he went in there and uh, he took him out with whatever move he did. Because, uh, you know. He deserved it. He deserved he's it. Right there. He, you know, he's out there every Both day. doing really bad Jesse the Body Ventura. Anyway. Really bad Jesse the Body Ventura. I think I'm doing a great. Ventura. You gotta do the Minnesota thing, you oh, know. Oh no, you, 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 you. Oh, Sasha. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah Sasha Banks, you big weirdo. Fronda, also, you big right, weirdo. All right, all right. Yeah. That's just nineteen million people. That's a lot of fucking people watching a television, something on television nowadays I mean, in twenty twenty. That, that's people who like don't usually watch TV too, yeah. though. That's people who are like, I never watch TV, but I'll watch this because I'm... that's smart people. Too, you know what I mean? Yeah, educated people. Educated. You know, actual people who have lots. Them's like, the book lives. readers that solves that, too. <laughs> uh, Brian Alvarez tweeted out, NXT tied two demos and won two demos this week. AEW ranked five in NXT number 16. So whatever that means. <laughs> whatever. That I have means. no idea. Um, but in other news, uh, uh, one of our last couple pieces of news, uh, Vicky Guerrero. Oh, boy. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, claims she can no longer interview WWE stars due to her appearance on a or uh, sorry, WWE superstars due to her appearance on AEW. Because she did that commentary thing on Dark? Uh, yeah, uh, she claims that her recent appearance on AEW Dark has made it so WWE stars can no longer be interviewed on her podcast. Guerrero explained on last week's episode of her show that she uh, had asked to interview a few WWE superstars. But when the company found out about her AEW appearance, they stopped answering. Boy. Uh, she says, quote, they didn't call me uh, for two years. Uh, I don't know what that what. Uh, she says, what do you expect me to do? Just uh, sit here. Oh, they didn't call her for two years to ask her to do anything. She says, what do you expect me to do? Just sit here and wait for them to call so I could have some work. I love wrestling. I love to work in the ring. And if someone is giving me an opportunity to go and show up and have some fun, then I should be able to because I'm not obligated to anybody, which is completely true. She's not. She doesn't have a contract with anyone. Uh, you know, Vicky Guerrero did do guest commentary on the December 11th edition of AEW Dark, as Taz would say. <laughs> is that necessary? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, is that necessary? Hey, welcome back to AEW Dark. Uh, Taz was great. I like Taz. Uh, on the show. 
And we'll get but there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so she, apparently she is now not uh, being answered back uh, by WWE. Not on the up and up. So, I mean, yeah, that's too bad. That sucks. Even though it's like you see other people. Like, regardless of what you think about uh, Vicky Guerrero. Like, the Major Brothers podcast just put out all that stuff about what? The AEW figures. Oh, you mean the Jazzwares ones? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they came out and they were talking about that. So they can talk about that, but Vicky Schoen, you know. Who are the Major Brothers? Or the. Um, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Oh, the major wrestling. Figure oh, podcast. that's true. Okay, yeah, they do have a podcast about action figures. How do you do? How do you do a podcast about action figures? Hey, bro, we got. I mean, there's figure. news. There's like there are YouTube channels that are like 20 minutes long that just goes after the. They go into stores all the time. Yeah, they buy great, figures. good stuff. I remember watching. They they do some they do good work. Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins. He bought fucking Zack Ryder bought this five thousand dollar figure like this statue of Big Boss Man, which. I can't fathom spending more than five grand on something like that, but whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, Vicky Guerrero. That's just uh, that's too bad. Yeah. That's just too. I mean, listen, WWE. At the end of the day, they decide whatever they want to do. It's just, well, it just seems a lot. It just seems very spiteful. Oh, absolutely. Like what? What bit? What? How? In what planet can Vicky Guerrero? Pot can possibly move the needle it, it, where if they take away business from WWE for AEW. Like, and then, you know, what's funny is that the fact that they lately, every time you see uh, Angel Garza, all they mention is Eddie Guerrero. He's like a, he's like a young Eddie Guerrero. I mean, it's a fair comparison. I don't know why Honestly, Angel Garza is, I mean, I, I would go as it far is, as to but say. Then, but it's, it's funny how they're using Eddie, the Guerrero name, but then they're shunning Guerrero's wife. Yeah. At the same time. So, yeah, it is. Uh, it's a little. Oh, <laughs> that sticky situation. <laughs> but that's all I, well, That's all we got for news today, Michael. Really? That's okay. all we got. Um, so, shall we move on? Yeah. Let me just say uh, that. That just kind of came out of nowhere. You would think there would be more news and all that stuff. Let me just whip out the notes then. Maybe. For all elite wrestling. Dynamite at October, not October, because that's when they were premiered. February twentieth, two thousand. February nineteenth, two thousand twenty. Twentieth is today. We're in Atlanta, Georgia, State Farm Arena. We got the tag team battle royale to start. Both men, both men, and their feet are out. That means elimination, which uh, which will play a factor into the finish. Kaz uh, to start things off. Kaz dives onto half the teams, yet everyone falls over. Jack Evans dives onto the pile as well, but is caught and thrown out. You have Jungle Boy resting on the corner post. Uh, looked great. Santana and Ortiz just straight up waiting on the outside. Silly string to T Hawk of Strong Hearts from Private Party for his elimination. Dark Order spokesperson gets on the mic. Uh, onto the outside barrier and says the exalted one is near. Wait, he like disappeared for a few weeks. The, 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 the spokesperson the, dude. Now all of a sudden he's back. I mean, and there's you an know, exalted one. Might as well just yeah, like, give him a know. bit of a break. I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so and then I didn't notice this, but apparently a lot of people did. Like in the crowd, you see Raven, and for the people who um who've been following those video vignettes, uh, the exalted one's voice. If you mani- if you do a little. Manipul- audio manipulation it is it is in fact raven's actual voice um so it's just sprinkling a little you know yeah. hints there yeah um with this distraction sc both scu members kaz and sky get eliminated and then they quickly by um was alex was that? yeah reynolds and uh oh, silver i almost said alex shelley yeah and uh right after that elimination young bucks quickly eliminate uh both dark order geeks with the super kick and you see scu f- uh, fighting dark order geeks it's on the outside 
Uh, Luchasaurus eliminates Shima with a kick. The bunny distracts Jungle and Lucha to get blindsided by Butcher and Blade. Dark Order are still outside and give Shima a mask, and Shima just walks with it, saying, okay, all right, you guys seem to have a great idea. I think Shima's going to join the Dark Order. You know, it's better than whatever the hell he's got going on now. Nothing else going on, yeah. Uh, Nick Jackson kicks everyone, and I mean everyone, but the Butcher eliminates Nick after diving to him, leaving only Matt for the Bucks to win it. They can't win now. Yeah, it's possible. Butcher and uh, Luchasaurus stare down to a great reaction. Exchange forearms, black mass from Lucha, followed by a very, very sloppy lariat from Butcher. I think we're going to... Oh, God, yeah, that was really bad. I think we're going to have a hoss battle here on our hands. I think... I know, I thought Excalibur said that. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Proud and Powerful eliminate Private Party, Angelico, and Helico gets eliminated. I like Angelico better. You, you, than Jack Evans? No, I'm just saying I like the name Angelico yeah. better than Angelico. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara holds Jungle Boy's legs for him to be eliminated by uh, Proud and Powerful. Four men eliminate Luchasaurus. Soul Food, half and half combination to Ortiz, and Chucky e. T is eliminated uh, afterwards somehow. I don't know how. <laughs> you know, Chucky e. T, they. Chucky e. Cheese? Yeah, Chucky e. Cheese. Chucky T has really been, they really endeared me to him. Yeah. I really liked him because before um, coming into. He's a mouthpiece. Well, yeah. But coming into AEW, I always thought of him like this like mischievous heel that was kind of like using his French. That's kind of what he was like for the majority of his indie career. Yeah. But now he, it seems just like they're just best friends. Yeah. And I really like it. So. Yeah. Uh, Where was I? Yeah. No. uh, Chucky T is Chuck Taylor. Like to me, I think. I think that whole unit, best friends, OC, and um, um, Chucky T, Trent, and OC, like they've really come onto their own as yeah. like as a as a unit. Like Dark last, like uh, Dark on Tuesday. First of all, one of the best episodes of Dark yet, and I just oh, the think tag team match. Yeah, and I think Trent is such an underrated workhorse. Oh yeah. While Chucky T, he Chucky and um, Orange Cassidy, they just endear themselves to the audience, and it yeah. just yeah, they all and 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 of course that hug, that 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 wide angle hug. Uh, Orange Cassidy saves Trent from being eliminated through a Luchasaurus shoulder spot, you know, where he just gets where Trent goes on uh, Orange Cassidy's shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And so then that, that uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Trent and Matt form an alliance after eliminating the Blade, facing the heels and Proud and Powerful and the Butcher. Trent and Matt hug each other, but the Butcher runs into them both. Trent does the Benoit Big Show spot where he gets him in the arm bar and the top rope, but doesn't last very long. Bunny kicks Orange Cassidy in the nuts, and then Trent is eliminated by the Butcher, so Orange Cassidy can't catch Trent again. Well, uh, I like that because, you know, it was this thought process that, you know, like, you know, my partner, my Nick's gone. Um, Chucky e. T's gone. Yeah. So, so let's work together. And then, you know, I know people say let's work together and then we can fight it out at the end. But this is yeah. literally like, you know, we don't even have this is partners. a makeshift team. We have to be a team right here. Yeah. It, the, it like you like what what I love about just AEW in general is that the battle lines are just uniquely drawn. Like some some can be a little, some few some programs can be a little bit more ambiguous than ever, like more than others, like the Page and Kenny Omega thing. But oh, with this tag team, like with it, within the story of this battle royale, like you, it is clear, you know, who's the baby face and who's the heels. And it's, you know, you cheer for who you want to cheer. It's great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Matt eliminates the butcher by spearing him through the middle rope. Uh, again, Matt goes through the middle rope, so he's not eliminated. Uh, 
That's it's proud and powerful and just Matt. Yeah, uh, it's just Matt versus Santana and Matt Ortiz. Um, yeah. Matt does a Northern Lights suplex to both proud and powerful members. Street Sweeper to Matt. They toss him and they think they think they won a la British Bulldog Shawn Michaels Rumble 95. But Matt super kicks everyone, including Sammy Guevara. And the way Sammy Guevara takes this super kick, it is the most it's probably the most gift like thing out of this entire week of dynamite. It looked incredible. The way Tony reacted to it, like he thought Guevara legitimately died. It was great. Uh, so Matt tosses both members of proud and powerful for the win and a trip for the tag titles at revolution. This was revolution. by far the best battle Royale in the history of this company. Um, I thought this was an, yeah, yeah, okay. I thought this was a fantastic showcase for the tag division. Uh, it gave everybody a great spot to, you know, to really show who what this tag division yeah. is made up of, yeah. and everybody got their spots in, and I thought the story of Matt Jackson like being like the lone guy, you know, for yeah. the Bucks, yeah, yeah, told a really I like, like the um, brought, brought great suspense to it, I, and yeah. I liked how they're doing their own rules. They're not doing the right traditional tag team battle royal where well, if one your partner gets, gets yeah. yeah, if your partner gets eliminated, you're eliminated, yeah, um, which never really made sense to me, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, what'd you think of it? I, I really liked it. I mean, I, like I said, I like those rules. The crowd was really hot for this thing. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's a battle royale. Of course, yeah. like, would you when you show this, like, level of spectacle, like, they'll love anything. And you could tell it wasn't just, like, wait for the spot or wait for this. Okay, go, do your spot. Yeah. Okay, go, 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 do your spot. Go yeah. do, it was just them, just everyone just Like, wrestling. I may be, like, describing it that way, but then it happens a lot. It happened a lot more yeah. organically. There were other stuff happening in the background while you were talking, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, as a... Nick Jackson goes out to celebrate with uh, Matt, and as the Bucks celebrate, we see Omega and Hangman watch the Bucks win in the back. Paige isn't pleased, but Omega is pretty psyched. Like you see Omega, where he's just like, "You see that, Paige? Bucks won. You see that?" And he's just and Paige is just like, he's kind of just having a dead eye stare. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I guess we're fighting the Bucks, but uh, yeah, should be fun." Omega, Hangman. Oh. Uh, I was going to say Hangman versus Hangman and Page versus Bucks for the titles of Revolution, but we have yet to find out since they're facing Lucha Brothers later in the show. Yeah. Picture in picture, we see Bucks celebrate some more and Wardlow do push-ups with MJF. Good stuff. We see Cody enter the building with a suit alongside Brandy and the, and Pharaoh. Oh. I know. I love Pharaoh too. Pharaoh. He's not good. <laughs> Thankfully, Pharaoh is nowhere near the entrance. No in. fireworks for Pharaoh. Yeah. God. Jesus Christ. Shanna versus Chris Statlander. We're joined by Britt Baker on commentary who brought a diet mocha whatever for Tony to watch the figure. Okay, so... Did you see the cup? Yeah, it was, it was a cool cup. It was, no, it was a really good cup, and then they misspelled Tony. It's for the nigh. So, Tony Schiavone now is a total... Just, he's just a doormat. It's great. But it's, he's like taking it. He's like, yes, Britt Baker. Yeah, uh-huh. No. No, no he's, he was. He, no, he's not. He's more just like... He's not He's not more or less like subservient. He's just like... Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. He is ultimate subservient. Yeah. And he, it's it's for the benefit of Britt Baker as a heel, and I think it's fantastic. I think it's a fantastic thing. He's sitting there going, oh, 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 I felt like he was kind of like sucking up to Britt Baker at times, too. I didn't really see it that way. I just uh, see he's like this guy who's. I don't see him. Ta- like I don't see him sucking her. up. I don't see him sucking up to Britt Baker, but I definitely do see see him taking it because like he's just not that. He's not that kind of guy to be that confrontational. And Britt Baker on commentary was not good. Uh, I I think she was great. First think, off, 
there was something going on with her mic, and they were like, "Oh, let's welcome Britt Baker." I think they were just I think they were just setting it up. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I thought first. Okay, I th there's Britt Baker. First, I thought it was oh just gosh. Jr. fighting with the microphone, but I just, I just, they, they just introduced a new feed. Just cuts know. over. Jr., are you okay? God damn. <laughs> Uh, collar and elbow tie-up, technical chain wrestling to start. Excalibur tries to explain Stat's character, and as soon as she's, as soon as he says Area Fifty One, Jared Jr. just straight up just uh, shoots Excalibur, Excalibur down. Excalibur, tell me about Chris Statlander character. So she comes from another planet. She landed on Area Fifty One. Yeah, never mind. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, forget I forgot. I forget I asked anything. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, Stat. Car well, you, oh, you know what I think really happened there? I think that I don't think Jr. Like our Excalibur. I think Jr. Legitimately, that's how Jr. Legitimately feels about this character. I know. I thought. I thought he was just like. What, oh, what do I say? Oh, tell me about this character. And Excalibur was like, uh, I don't know. It comes from Andromeda. I, I, uh, it was good comedy. And they were I'll like, oh, ne that. never mind, never mind. What do you think of Statlander's character though? Uh, it's, so I like her and I like her. Match. I like her and like she comes out. And I'm like, oh yeah, she looks good. She's a great wrestler. I think. I think I like it's the alien yeah. thing, but I it, think it's getting lost in the plot the, for the boop on the nose every fucking time to everybody yeah. to everything. You don't you're not into it once in a while. I just good. I tend to not take that a little bit uh, too serious. Like I think some people kind of take it a little bit too seriously. She's I, an alien. I kinda do, How I kinda, can you not take it seriously? I kind of just go with it at certain points like this because you know this this is a company that prides in creative freedom and creative license. Yeah. And if this is what she wants to do, like her match um, against D uh, Diamante in uh, Dark, like the she did this thing where um, she she gets she gets Diamante in a hold where she licks, but then like she um, she she pretty much gives her a double wet willy, where she by using Diamante's own fingers, and which uh, Diamante like sold it really really well. Yeah, and I think you just need a specific. I think you need to go like watching Chris Antlander matches. You kind of do have to have a specific mindset to not really take her gimmick seriously, uh -huh. um, but I definitely do see the argument of if I don't take the gimmick seriously, then I don't take her seriously. And uh, as it goes on later in the show, like we're kind of are supposed to take her character a little bit more seriously. I guess so. Like again, there's a way to do this gimmick pretty well. Like just say, listen, I'm an alien because everything I do is out of this world. Got it. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Anyway, Stat cartwheels her way out of a wrist lock, does the boop. Shanna boops back, and then they exchange more boops. Uh, Shanna. <laughs> exactly. Shanna pie faces Stat, much to the rage of JR. Says, I why do people always say pie face? I want cake. <laughs> what the fuck was okay? this? <laughs> people always say pie, I want cake. I, You know what? I agree, JR. Cake is better than pie. Yeah, I agree too. But what the fuck <laughs> where did jr just i think he just want i think jr is just trying to have fun with this because he's not he's already not taking the <laughs> statlander character seriously he looks at them <laughs> guys get, they're like yeah jr great anyway he gets built around stat running knee and forearms to the corner to the corner from the corner from stat shanna kicks stat in the back setting up for a tree of woe and the stomp which always looks painful tornado ddt from shanna Britt continues to give dental advice but also not giving a shit which i thought was good stuff uh low drop kick to stat on the bottom rope which looked lethal but stat whips out the big bang theory for the pin and win i thought it was a great little match uh it was much needed exposure for statlander and uh but it also showed shanna pretty well like I, she did no. lose but then you know hey everybody this is shanna which you need more she's you know you need people she's a person yeah she is a person that's definitely true what do you think of the match um it was a match like i, said, <laughs> I didn't like Britt baker on commentary uh chris statlander she looks like a million bucks she's a great wrestler the boop shit is annoying okay i i'm kind of into well it. yeah yeah 
We I think had it, that I discussion. Think, I think you need to. I, we I, don't I do agree. agree. I do agree. You need to space that out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, we get a recap of that great Nyla versus Riho match last week and go straight to our Tony interview with new AEW women's champion Nyla Rose. Nyla complains about the booze for Nyla, like, why are you booing me? Uh, you should be, my presence is a present. That's not what she said, but. She says, yeah. this is not how you greet a champion. Yes. You're, yes. you're booing me. Yeah. She says it with a lot more force, though. Yeah, and she's like, you're booing me. That sucks. <laughs> what? That sucks. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not Orange Cassidy. She says they all sound like annoying little bees flying around. Well, this is the bee show, Nyla. <laughs> I mean, come on, come to the right place. She says, this is justice. She should have won the first match, be the one in the graphics, she already is, and that she's hungry. And when she's hungry, she breaks bitches. She represents power, unbridled power, and that she's the queen bee in this hive. She'll be a one-time champion because no one is a beast like her. This was an amazing promo, well, in my here, opinion, from Nyla. Here's the thing. With the promo, it was not that great until, what? until she says... When I'm hungry, I break bitches. Yeah, because she, she literally, the, even the crowd was like, "Boo, she sucks. I don't like her. Boo, she sucks." And then all of a sudden, when she said that, everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Did you so hear that? The way Nyla, her delivery is, she kind of reminds me of uh, Psycho Sid, Sid Justice. Yeah, it's a little she, better than that. Where she no, well, well it's, what I'm saying is that she kind of does. She kind of speaks like this, and then she speaks like this, and then it just speaks like this, and then I speak like this. Yeah. Which, like, granted, like her little the the the, the low part of this war, of the Sid Psycho Sid promo, yeah, was a little bit more was a medium, yeah. That was a small. This was a medium. Yeah. I loved it honestly. I thought Nyla Rose was came off really. Great. I think she looked a lot, a lot better afterwards uh, after it was over with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Chris Dantlander comes out um, immediately after the match to a pretty good reaction when she was sneaking up behind Nyla, uh, and she. As soon as she's about to boop Nyla Rose saying, oh, you're going to do that boop shit again? Huh? You're going to do that? See, she's tired of it too. Uh, but then just about just she when she's the title. I was about to say that, Corey. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she boops the title and then Big Swole comes out, calls out Nyla, call, being a, uh, calls out Nyla being a queen bitch. The ref separates everybody and we end the segment. So, okay. Every, just, uh, Swole's super over. Everyone loves Swole. I love Swole. I didn't think Swole got that big of a because like she you you could tell she was kind of doing this taunt where you think the audience would react to the taunt, but I didn't hear much from it. You mean the the Swole or whatever uh, Swole? Uh, yeah. No, but she was doing she was doing this weird thing though where she was like grabbing her like area and like kind of like thrusting. I don't know what that was. I don't I don't remember that. About, I don't remember that. But it was just weird, and I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it's a good segment. It, I thought it laid the landscape of the the women's division so far. I mean, it, it, granted, it's only three women, but yeah. hey, we got stuff going on. You know, it's yeah. better than it's better than we got months ago where Riho was bare. It's nice to see the actual champion, you know, being around, involved. Yeah, yeah. Not a slight against Riho. Like there was, yeah, a lot, there was, Rio. there was a lot working against her. But uh, yeah, here Rio. Jeff Cobb video package, thanks to APW, and then we get our match: Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. Taz joins us on commentary. Says Moxley is here for a potential whooping. Moxley has the thong eye patch this week. Like, how bad is AEW's medical <laughs> squad for Moxley's uh, Moxley's eye to be fucked up for this long? Dude, like, like maybe, like maybe time. it's to sell the lethal, the the lethality 
of Jericho's like stabbing him in the eye, but you would think it'd be healed up by now. But I guess that's just going to be the story of the match going into AEW. Well, it got taken off in Japan. Revolution. He was even wearing it in Japan too. Yeah, but then like that's like he was fighting Minoru Suzuki, and it was so hard that he can't even. He'll just remove it because fuck it. Yeah. Uh, Cobb comes out, but not long after, Jericho and his inner circle come with tickets. Of course, the entire arena sings Judas. Cobb tosses Mox around as he does. Springboard dive to Cobb. Cobb builds heat on Moxley, uses the head, uses the garb and stomps. Commentators putting over the story of whether Cobb is only there to hurt Moxley and won't care if he wins or loses, which would probably factor since the finish. Cobb attempts to tour the islands, but is stopped uh, yeah, by Moxley, and he works the knee. Mox transitions to a heel hook. Cobb catches Mox from the top rope and suplexes him on the floor. Two running knees to Cobb, but does a German, but is immediately followed with a lariat. Another striking exchange. Cobb ends up with a standing lariat. Uh, running uppercut on the corner to Mox. Superplex to Mox, but out of nowhere, Mox covers Cobb's shoulders for the pin and win. I thought this was an abrupt finish for a match that was just about to get good. It never reached that level to a point where I wanted to say it was good because it ended. Like Suffice to say, it was better than their G1 match, which I thought was a disappointment, but that was more or less a word of the day when it comes yeah. to Cobb's G1 this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little bit let down by this match. Yeah, I would think I, I being would on national television and being on national U.S. television, they think they would really step it up. But it was only it, it was, was only Cobb's just debut about to as well. Yeah, yeah. And, or at least Cobb's AEW debut. Um, maybe yeah. they're saving it for later. Maybe Cobb is like, this won't be the only one because like and maybe they don't want to make him look too good. Because hell, what if he signs that he's still not signed to them? What if he signs with NXT tomorrow? Yeah, or today, right now? What if he signs with NXT right now? I mean, look at Twitter. <laughs> yeah, look at Cobb Twitter. signs with them. No. No. What'd you think of the He would just show up at TakeOver in Tampa. Jeff Cobb is here in the house. The Suplex Superman. I don't know. They would call him that day one. (laughs) He'd come out in a cape. I love it. Anyway, what'd you think of the match? It was good. I mean, it was was okay match. Like you said, it ended too abruptly. Um, Cobb. Uh, yeah. yeah, this was a match definitely dick. This was a segment that was dictated by the end of it, the, the post match, which post match inner circle and Cobb quickly beat down Moxley. Dustin comes in for the save, but the numbers game gets to him too. But the arena goes dark. <laughs> but then you s- still see the, the fiend comes in. No, you see, like, the, yeah, the arena comes, like, it's dark, but you still see, like, the there's still, like, signs still lit up. Yeah. Like, you see by the, like, the seats. Yeah. But then that then, then that gets delayed and that gets dark too. Yeah. Darby Allen's music plays to an enormous pop. Burning down the hot topic. Yeah. Uh, he hits everyone with a skateboard after he skates down the ramp. Dustin takes out Hager. Mox paradigm shifts Cobb. And we only see Mox and Jericho. Jericho escapes after they both hit it wasn't a paradigm shift. Come on, man. It wasn't. It they was said D- paradigm shift. It was a paradigm. It was a butterfly hold and everything. Okay. I'd remember this it shit. Looked, it looked like a dirty deeds, but whatever. <laughs> Jericho escapes after they both hit each other with strikes. Allen then has cue cards. We go to... Okay. for well, Okay. Jericho escapes. Uh, Moxley, uh, Dustin, and Darby Allen stare like against inner circle on the outside. You know, heels, no. faces, stare down. No. I. It was great. We go to commercial break. Alan has cue cards. He's doing Sammy Guevara's gimmick again. Uh, he challenges Guevara at Revolution. Inner Circle is finished. Mox will take the title, and that he will, and then in black cue cards, hit you up. I, again, I thought it was an amazing post-match. Uh, it was actually the best part of this entire segment. That rally, like, like that rally, like, it really drew, like, battle lines for most members of the Inner Circle. Like, you got Guevara, you got Allen, 
You got Hager. You got Dustin. You got uh, Cobb. No, not Cobb. You got uh, Jericho. And you got uh, Moxley. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like that was clearly the best part of this entire show. Oh, wait. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Lucha Bros, Pentagon, and Phoenix for the AEW Tag Team Championship. This match is happening because the Bros have a pinfall over Omega and Page two weeks ago. In that eight makes match. sense. Yeah, so it makes sense. I like. I was first like, why are these guys having a match? But yeah, no, that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. Phoenix and Page to start things off. A Page tags in Omega, and we get Omega and Phoenix. Katara Crusher for a two count. Backbreaker to Phoenix. Page and Phoenix slap each other. You can't escape tandem uh, moon salts, and Page spills to Pensa to the outside. Lucha Bros proceed to do hella things. Both Page and Omega, as you usually see in these type of matches, just take my word for it. They build heat on Omega until he mounts the comeback but favors his left leg. Hot tag to Hangman but does hot tag things. Piscato to Phoenix, lighting Larry to Pentagon for a two count. Toss German to Pentagon. Other stuff happens that lead to a destroyer from Pentagon to Omega as everyone lies down in the ring. Pentagon and Omega chop each other on the apron. Felix does an elevated Hurricane Rana on Omega to the outside, but Page does an Uahara moonsault immediately. Sling, Sling blade to Page. Missile dropkick from Phoenix to Page, powerbomb and knee to Pentagon. Buckshot Lariat is missed and onto Omega. Page is spilled to the outside. Panta Driver, and I legitimately thought this was over, but it wasn't. An enormous near fall. Uh, Sarah Mieto is stopped. Phoenix dives into Omega's knee for a Tiger Driver for another near fall. Uh, Blind tag from Page. Buckshot Lariat, V-Trigger combination on Phoenix for the pin and win. Oh my God, this was an incredible match. Uh, Phoenix is going to run out of room for stamps on his bump card. Capitalize on this man, Tony. Tony Khan, not yeah, Tony Shavon. You hear that? Yeah. Or Robert Stone, if you want to sign him too. I mean, you could do that. But Anyway, endless chemistry between all four dudes. I, for, for my money right now, like, I think this was the best match Dynamite has ever put I think this is in the, the be- history of I, the company. I think this is one of the better... Uh, like Lucha this match Bro- was Lucha insane. Brothers match. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. No, opinion. clearly this is the best Lucha Brothers match. I mean, you could argue the, the Escalera de la Muerte. Muerte, the Escalator of death. I honestly prefer this match over that. Just definitely just for pure preference style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because like, so, seriously, fantastic, fantastic match. Yeah. What'd you think? I, I it was okay. No, I, I agree. <laughs> it was a good match. I like yeah. it. Uh, yeah, they had good moves. They yeah. did a lot of it. They all are good wrestlers, yeah. and they all they, they all look like they had a really fun time. So, so Megan Page, they retain their tag titles, and with the assumption that they keep them going into Revolution, where they face Young Bucks versus. What? But they're their friends. Yeah. Uh, going into it right now, what do you think of that matchup right now? Bucks versus Omega and Hangman Page. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Does, does this bore you? Um, no, I just. You think it'd be too? You think it'd be too soon to take the titles off, uh, Hangman? Yeah, and but Omega. they're supposed to be transitional champions, aren't they? Like that's the. I mean, that's kind of the idea. But yeah. then, like you have these, you have these excellent, excellent matches with Omega and Hangman Page, like to a point where like you kind of wish, you know, keep them at key. Let's keep the titles on them. But then they're they're these guys are singles, and they could keep them going. They're singles. What? Like that's the thing. Omega and Hangman Page. At the end of the day, they are they oh are singles, singles competitors. Yeah, yes. they're singles competitors. Um. If you take the titles off Hangman and Kenny right now, it seems like they be too are, soon. These titles are just hopping around right now. But then, do you want to beat the Bucks? Exactly, that's the thing. It's so like, do you want to beat the Bucks? They're I, sort I, of in a corner. I can here. see a story where the Bucks take advantage of Hangman and like something he did wrong, and then you know they beat, they win the titles, 
Um, but then you know they they people go back. are in like and everyone and I feel like everyone's anticipating and they'll for challenge Hang- again for the titles. Yeah. They'll have another. Match. I think everybody's just anticipating Paige to actually turn heel at this Revolution pay per view. But like as it stands right now, like Paige is not is nowhere near nowhere near a he- uh, being a heel. Everyone loves him. Everybody loves Paige. He, that whole beer gimmick thing, like as like as bad of a lesson that it's probably teaching to like your younger audience. I mean, no. Like no, because alcohol alcoholism is bad and everything. Like no, it's fun. Dude. I don't Do necessarily see this being like this could be the ver- their version, like Bucks and Hangman and um and Omega. Like God, they they need a tag name. I can't. I'm tired of saying Hangman and Omega. Like this could be the the Golden Lovers versus Bucks match. You know, there could be like there could be so much of drama and emotion, and at the end of the day, yeah. like they could. It doesn't necessarily have to end with Paige like being like turning heel, the like bad this, boy band. Like this could be like the blow off. This could be the blow off ten like to blow off their tension between all four guys. Like you gotta blow after off the, tension like sometimes. after this match, what if they become even bigger friends out of it? Like they got this out of their system. Let's just hug it out. We had a we have a hell of a match. We may have lost, but damn it, the we may have won the night by being friends. Wait. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it could I, be that I, Golden Lovers match. Remember the Golden Lovers match? Oh, yeah, and that happened in Long Beach. Huh? Yeah. Were you there? No, I wasn't there for that one. Were you? Okay, whatever. Anyway. I kind of been for that second question. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that yeah. match. Up next, we got Dana Massey, wife of Matt Jackson, unveiling AEW action figures from Jazzwares. Oh, that was his wife? Yeah, Matt Jackson. that's Dana. Does she work for Every Jasmine? time you see Matt Jackson like mentioning Dana, that's his wife. Is it does she work for Jasmine? She, no, she is the she is the like the EVP of marketing oh. of AEW, like in merch. Oh. Like oh. she is the head honcho on that stuff. All right. Yeah, she's the breadbasket. So let's get that game made, girl. Uh that's I think that's Aubrey Edwards' thing. She used to be a game designer. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah, they got people. Well, she's a person. That sounds like there's too many people doing too many different the same job. I think it's a real mom and pop, like grassroots kind of thing. What about the approach. chief? Isn't the branding officer the same one as the marketing? No, branding is just like that's just as like as a whole, like AEW as a whole. I think Dana is in charge of merchandise. Okay. Yeah, and uh, marketing, marketing of that merchandise. Anyway, uh, what do you think of these toys, action figures? They're uh, they're nice. They look great. They're like do- Kenny Omega. They're dolls. They're not dolls. They're action figures. Come on, man. They're six. They're, they're Hasbro six inches. They're, they're probably, honestly, probably way better. That's not That's not a laugh. That's somebody getting fucking murdered. Um, yeah, no, I thought Kenny looked great. I thought Dustin looked great. I mean, Jericho's Jericho. Dustin he, had one? I didn't see Dustin's. No, I mean, I meant Cody. Cody, yeah. Cody's. Yeah, Cody's looked great. It comes with a fucking sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, I didn't think Brandy's looked good. No. And you can see the emotion. Like, it's hard. With, I, it's hard with. Uh, I, I've noticed that with a lot of female action figures, they just don't. They don't look like the. They women. need better. They need better. Yeah, representation. representation. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say better. like represent. I don't mean representation in that sort of sense. I like they need to actually look better. Yeah, like it's hard. I I have a feeling it's really. I like they did a good job with Kenny Omega because I do not envy anybody who has to have, make a three D render of Kenny Omega and his hair. Oh yeah, like it's the biggest. It's the hottest mess imaginable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm more of a hat. I'm not. Too, use- I'm not too familiar with Jazzwares, but then every anytime I see like a like an action figure brand that's not either Hasbro or Super Seven, I just automatically assume it's shit. Like, I'm not a big fan of Mattel and their WWE stuff. Well, those um, are fine. I, ha- I have some under my bed. Yeah, I mean they they look fine, but you know it's. How much do you think they're gonna cost? I'm gonna say thirty. I'm gonna say each. twenty-five. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, since AEW is like a smaller company, they're probably going to want like bigger profits from these, and they're probably going to get them. They also have made tickets cheaper the, to go to their shows. Making wouldn't that be an argument? Wouldn't that be a bigger argument for the action figures to be more expensive? You, they're not you, cheap to produce, dude. You would think so, but they want to make things affordable for their fan base. We'll see, man. Yeah, uh, you know, I personally hope it's like twenty. We will dude, fucking see those 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 figures for twenty dollars. Hell yeah, sign me up. But yeah. then like seeing them like and they're prototypes. And knowing how proto- action figure prototypes are, like John Cena, they're usually yes, they're usually way better than what they are to market because they they've only made one, and if they make if they if they mass produce these, it's probably going to look worse than that prototype. Yeah. I remember and they also got a, like that Ronda Rousey figure, where it was like really bad, and they had I to mean, redo it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited. It oh, said yeah. coming in 2020, oh, so I'm going to yeah. imagine that's this year, you know. And, no, and knowing action figure release dates, it's probably going to be like December 2020. Oh, you no, know, that's going to be this year, probably. And it's December. probably going to get delayed too to 2021 because uh, that's all action figures. Come out the same time as the Seth Rollins figure, you know. Nah. Oh, anyway, he's dangerous for the business, you know. Main event time: cage match: Cody versus Wardlow. This has been built up for weeks. Nice Bret Hart shirt there. He's oh, showing me you. this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we get the video package they showed at Road to Atlanta, which is perfect for this. Um, they made this out to be a big goddamn deal. Only way to win is by pinfall and submission. So no escape, no surrender. Actually, there is surrender because it's submission. Yeah, you can give up if you want. Yeah. You know what's funny? I've never seen anyone been like, I give up, ref. I mean, an I quit match. <laughs> yeah. You know, you saw, remember that JBL John Cena match? I quit. Mankind. I quit. Yeah. Uh, the no, the, the. I quit. We're moving I quit. on. <sighs> Wardlow's first actual match, JR calls him a big hump of, hunk of beef. <clears throat> Thank you. That was, that, I was, thought, that was for the big dude, hunk of beef. I thought Wardlow's entrance theme was fantastic. Like, it starts off like, this is war. This is war. And I think I'm not sure, but I think one. And then it says this is Wardlow. If it's not, they should add that. Uh, look how high the cage is. Yeah. I that. Guess. What did you think? What did you think of how the cage looked uh, when uh, it was lowering? The low. The lowering cage music was awesome. Oh, was it like that? Oh. No, that's Cody's entrance music. Oh. Wrestling. That's more than one. Uh, I mean, the cage was big. I didn't see the lowering of the cage. Oh my goodness! It, and then you see the cage being high, and I'm like. Cody, tall cage. Don't think about it, but well, we'll you know, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. You know, I guess he did an interview before the show, and someone asked him if he was going to go off the cage tonight. He goes, he goes, I'm in. No, my- that was the post match. Oh, that was post match. That was post match. Oh, okay. oh man, we'll get to the post match. Uh, Cody enters to what may be his biggest entrance yet on Dynamite as he's entering with Arn and Brandy to a huge reaction. Like, not of course, not as big as the throne breaking. Arn had a shirt on too. Uh, of course. Why you normally don't see him on a shirt? No, I'm talking about that, po- that post where someone went to his house. Oh my god, might as well get into it. That fucking dude waking somebody, up Arn in the park. Went to Arn's, I don't think he woke Arn up. I think Arn just walks around his house shirtless. No, they knocked on his door on his house. Yeah, I think Arn just walks around his house shirtless. If you're listening to this and you did that, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, get a knock on our door. <laughs> you know, at at the point of Cody's entrance, they had they have 14 minutes left, and I was wondering what the hell are they going to do? Uh, test of strength, which Wardlow obviously wins. Rhodes uppercut, disaster kick, and corner punches, but is stopped by clothesline. Ward tosses Cody into the cage wall. Cody bleeds because this is a cage match. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow power bombs Cody onto the cage. He tosses Cody around for the entirety of the commercial break. Cody pancakes Ward and does an os cutter and corner punches. Wardlow low blows Cody. Ward low, low, blow. Hang 10 Ward slam. Low, F- low, I, I wrote down hang 10, but did they say F10? I don't know. They said F10. I think they said F10. That's just as a slide to Brock Lesnar because he tosses him and like Cody does like 
Twice the rotation. Instead of an F5, F10, yeah. Yeah. Cody's bloody face is scrapped on the wall. Uh, Cody rests on the door. Arn grabs the door, and MGF goads Arn into slamming the door, saying, Do it like you did to Dusty! But then, as as it gets teased, Arn hits MJF instead, which was fantastic. Power slam for from Cody for a two count military press throw yeah. to the cage wall from Cody, and then a goddamn Swanton bomb from Wardlow for a two count. They say Senton, I call it Swanton. There's tomato, tomato. MJF gives Wardlow the diamond ring. Cody goes and low blows uh, Wardlow and grabs the dynamite diamond himself. MJF is about to climb the cage, but is hit by Brandy with a chair, which looked awesome. Like, you see the chair rising from the bottom of the screen. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was great. But the fact that he took two chair shots and he just, like, jumps down. He's like, hey! I mean, like, listen, Brad listen. Brandy. Like, listen. It's, listen, it's, uh, it's Brandy. Like, she's not... You know, so not you, to not to disparage the woman's strength, but it's not Arn hitting her. All right, or, I, all right, Aubrey Huff, let's calm down over there, okay? okay. <laughs> uh, no, but <sighs> I, I did expect him to, you know, at least sell a little bit of the chair shot, like holding his back. I don't know, but it was just—I mean, like, fa- like she was not in a good position to get all, full all of it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Arn throws MJF out to the barricade. Cody uses the dynamite diamond and does a crossroads on Wardlow, but Wardlow kicks out. Good protection on Wardlow. They're giving Ooh. him a lot. Uh, Cody then, of course, without hesitation, because at this point, if he if he does hesitate, he's not doing it, goes on top of the cage and does a moonsault and gets all of it. Covers Wardlow for the pin and win. A spectacular climax to this wonderful show. As a match, this would have benefited from an overrun. It was clear these guys had a lot to fit in within the 15 minutes, but by all accounts, they very much succeeded in what they wanted to do. Well, they're to not going to get an overrun. They can't. And they're like, not. it's it is su- it is kind of unfortunate. TNT's got to show fucking. They got to show hot ones. Yeah, exactly. Hot ones. Yeah. The new uh, when how long it's a, how long before Cody Rhodes is on hot ones? I mean, Jericho's on hot. I feel like is Jericho already Jericho is already in hot ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, I again. There's that criticism where like this should have went another fifteen. They should have stretched this out, but they couldn't. And what the but what they had, what they had in them, I thought was still great. Like as a show, you this was to me. I thought this was the climax. This was the final thing that they're going to show for this episode. And with like fifteen minutes, I thought that was just enough. I thought this match was great. It made Cody look like the biggest like hero, badass babyface on the fucking planet. Yeah, as if they weren't doing that already. Yeah, and him climbing like, and he was like out there celebrating on top of the cage, climbing as like on top of there as his music is playing. Bloodied face. They do like these bunch of these crane shots. Where did I his just, face get not? Where did he get? Uh, I mean, when they when he you know bashed his head into the wall. I need you to move. Yeah, no, it was it was honestly during commercial break. Yeah, yeah. Like you could see like in the picture in picture you could see blood flow. And I thought, like, yep, okay. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this was my favorite episode of Dynamite. This was uh, the best. A lot one of people liked done. it. This a was lot my, of people this was liked my favorite it, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, you I tag agree. battle royale was great. I like that match. That was a good match. <laughs> the tag battle royale was great fun. Laid the landscape for the entire division. Tag title match, fucking incredible. Probably the best match in Dynamite history. Um, solid showing of the women also set the stage for Nyla as this monster champion with a much needed fiery promo. Yeah. Uh, Chris and Shanna, good match. Worked real hard. Got Chris over as a contender. Uh, one thing of note I noticed all the members of the, uh, all members of the elite looked strong as hell. Um, everybody got like, g- they, they pretty much give the, gave the fans what they want. Uh, most of the faces got like, you know, stood tall. Um, they, they, they were giving Atlanta a lot and it just, to me, I thought that brought a lot of excitement into the product. But where does Cody go after MJF? 
That's a very interesting question. That is a very interesting <laughs> that, question. That's what I don't get. You know, I can um, see that was just like my questions coming out of this. I was just like, like he gets MJF just, and then what? No, that's a very that is. And then I also point. thought he can't go for the title. They need a mid card title. I know, Cody, I know. I know. Cody Rhodes has come out and said they don't want to have a mid card title. Well, no, he said they do want a mid card title. He just doesn't want it to be called the mid card title. And I feel like once they introduce that secondary title, because like that's Cody's. That is definitely Cody's. Because what's what's Sammy Guevara gonna fight for? You know, he's yeah. Never, what's he's what's gonna Darby like, Allen gonna fight for? Like the like I have a feeling that like you, your programs like Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara that would be for that secondary title. Yeah. Um. And then you have Cody win, win that secondary title and then have a bunch of these younger dudes go like a bunch of these younger dudes go after him as Jericho or Moxley just, you know, be the main event. Fuck why. Anyway, yeah, I thought this was an amazing episode of Dynamite. Yeah. I thought this would be a fu- this would be the type of episode that I would sh- from front to back I'd show somebody who isn't exactly familiar with dynamite like what is dynamite like i'll no like full stop i'd i'd, I'd make them watch well, this tnt episode. is a chemical compound component where people put okay. powder together in a red um wick and, and yeah it. oh yeah also an iron Post-time. a 30 minute iron man match between kenny omega and pack next week yeah so i'll jesus tune, christ tune out for 25 minutes Come on, man. Oh, wait. Is that, is that is, really? I mean, is that like, how you feel? You think, are you like Tanahashi where he says the last five minutes is always the best part of a Kenny Omega match? It's true. Come on, come on. It's it, it just sometimes it's like when you know a match. Like, hey, look, minutes. that's your opinion. That's fine. It's just, yeah. dang, that's a, that is certainly a take. Yeah. I mean, it's not just Kenny Omega. I think any like iron, I, it's hard to just sit there and watch a match when you know it's going to end in 60 minutes. They'll find a way. It's like They'll even, find a way, Corey. Hey, when there's a will, there's a way. But besides that, what happened post-match after this? Kenny or Cody Rhodes? Cody Rhodes, he, um, I did not write this down, but he did, he, um, he asked the cameraman, are we off the air? And so he pretty much gave a speech about how Baker Street, five minutes away from Allstate Arena, he, um, he talked about his dad saying, you never steal a man's pop um, this was in a story. This was uh, Dave Meltzer said a story about Sting going outside this arena in Baker Street. Everybody, like he, Dusty would just go out of his way to stay in the car to make sure that Sting doesn't get his pop stolen. And so he would wait until everybody leaves and then he would come out and apparently he would, he would be the most popular one out of everybody. And he says, you never steal a man's pop. And maybe don't steal the pop and then throw the, uh, pop from the crowd. Otherwise. And then Cody said that at that moment, that's when he said he, he didn't say he didn't. That's when he wanted to be a wrestler, but that's when he wanted to be famous. That's and then Cody wanted to be famous. And then Cody and then Cody got really like emotional. He almost got he almost got teary eyed like he started. His voice was going higher. <laughs> And Listen, said, Dan, and he and he said, um, and he said, this was the best episode of Dynamite yet. I agree, Cody. And he wanted to thank all the cameramen, the crew, the security, everybody in the um, Straight Farm Arena. And it was just, my God, Cody Rhodes! Like, how can you not cheer for this? How many cheer times for this guy? did they say State Farm last night? I mean, get the place over. You know, uh, they, he said there will be there will be another Dynamite. There will be another Dynamite. In I, I, I was surprised Jake from State Farm wasn't there. Or the guy who uh, fucking the guy who won that contest to me on commentary. I'm surprised he's not there. Oh hey, oh. It was good. Yeah, uh, it was very good. Is yeah. he like a podcast or something? No, I hope not. Be the worst podcast in the world next to this one. Yeah, we'd be second worst. That would make us better then. Well, thank you, Michael. I uh, I, I thank you for that. Your stunning review. Jeez. Oh, you got you got a whistle. I heard that someone whistled it. It's you about time I got a pop. Hit them. Should hit them up after the show. Maybe that's it for soundboards. 
Uh, you gotta do that. You gotta do that. <laughs> I want to find a way to make you do that while I do my recap somehow. Uh, if it was up to me, there would be none. NXT wholesale <laughs> uh, took place uh, February nineteenth, tw- uh, February nineteenth, two thousand and twenty. Same day as Dynamite. Wow, they're Whoa, going head to head. Who would have thought? Uh, we kicked off with a recap of NXT Takeover. No, we did not do uh, an NXT Takeover review. That is our fault. Well, it was actually Michael's. You were sick, but uh, nonetheless, wh- what did you think of Takeover in general? Oh, one of the best w- shows WWE put out in decades. I'm gonna agree more. Let's move on. Okay. I know. I loved the tag. I think the match of the night was the tag title match between um, the Broser Waits and Undisputed Era. Yeah. Tegan Knox and um, surprisingly good. T- yeah, Tegan Knox and uh, that, Dakota, uh, Kai. Dakota Kai overachieved. Uh, until the I, end loved, of that match. I loved. I uh, loved Dijakovic and Lee. I, I did too. I think that's the second best match. Not a fan of Johnny Gargano turning heel again uh, uh, for. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of Johnny Gargano turning heel and costing Chapel. Well, they're the just rehashing the uh, rehashing it. Like I understand, like from a from a point from a certain point of view, if they really wanted to do Chapa and Gargano again, and they and let's be fair, they haven't done it in a year and a half. It's you know it's been a while, and they want to change the dynamic and in as making Gargano the heel and making Chapa the face. It was just kind of dumb I how just, it happened. I just don't think I just. I'm not into it. I'm personally not into it. Yeah. And I think Chapa should have won the title. It, it was dumb. No, I don't think so. I think I Adam th- Cole should keep the title. Um, but I think it was dumb how it happened where Johnny Gargano just grabs the title and he just looks at it and it's like, what? He's turning heat. And then he hits him with it where it was like everyone like. I mean, everybody knew as soon as uh, they, Gargano they could, grabbed yeah, the title. It could have been executed a little bit better in my opinion, but nonetheless uh yeah it's and they're now there's getting like a fair amount of criticism of people getting tired of the nxt main event way where it's like it's like 35 minutes with a bunch of kickouts like personally i wasn't i was i was i'm not too critical about that just i was actually kind of enthused but i actually thought the match was great until the end yeah um that that fairy tale ending like when he did that like and then adam cole kicked out of it i just thought then then this is this this should have this should have been over yeah yeah the interference, I'm not. I wasn't too like. I wasn't too mad about. I thought like, hey, it's it's an undisputed era match, and so yeah. I don't wouldn't necessarily say it's the weakest match of that show because I do really liked it. At the end of the day, um, no, I think Balor or not Balor Gargano. Balor Gargano was great. It was a very uh, it was very Bianca Belair Rhea Ripley. I think that was I think that was the weakest match on the show. Yeah. This is very. It was a it was a match. What do you think of Rhea Ripley as a champion? She's a good champ. I mean, yeah, I'm not too... She looks like a million dollars. All right, Mike. Or a million pounds, whatever they use. I'm not... I'm not... I think I'm these not, dollars. I'm not too crazy about Ray Ripley as champion. I like her theme song. Eh. This is her brutality. Of course, of course, of course. Um, but anyways, NXT. What'd you think of po- uh, NXT TakeOver? It was, it was a good show. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, well, you want to pull my notes real quick? No. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry you took notes. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I took a lot of notes, but it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, no, those aren't them. Anyways, NXT happened this week. Uh, kicked off with, uh, first off, Mauro Ronaldo welcoming everyone. And says, oh, and then we'll get to find out what happened with Johnny Turncoat. We didn't. We, we never did, though. Uh, outcome the Undisputed Era. Fish, O'Reilly, and Strong look very weird without gold around their waist, especially O'Reilly. And, oh, uh, there was a part where Kyle O'Reilly, he straight up, he was about to do the air guitar, but then you need to have it so like, oh, 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 yeah. Uh, Cole grabs the mic. Adam Cole, not Michael Cole. He says, I told everyone, I told everyone, I told you all that I was going to win because obsession 
will never triumph over destiny. Cole refers to himself as the greatest NXT champion of all time, but also Morrow noting that he's almost holds the title longer than Finn Balor. Uh, he says the greatest NXT champion of all time in the Undisputed Era is the measuring stick of NXT. Gross. Cole then hypes up the Roderick Strong's match for later tonight. Hands the hands the microphone to um, to Roderick Strong and then. What? Don't get scared from the dream every time. I get scared by the friggin' soundboard. I'm sorry. You know, uh, and all of a sudden, uh, Velveteen Dream appears with his Batman Forever logo on the Titan Tron. Uh, Dream's voice fills the arena and tells the strong to leave his boys at home tonight. He says, do it for Marina, because when we do it tonight, it's going to be just for us. This fucking build, man. It's weird. It is. It's, it's, it's not strange. weird. It's just straight up backwards to me. Like, of course, like. I, I get that like Velveteen Dream was never really that a conventional baby face, but then to 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 bring up the man's family and to straight up just say you know oh this is a real like this is what a real man is like it's it's not I, that it's not like it's it's I, not even creative. I'm just gonna re- I'm gonna reiterate what everyone else is saying is who fucking looked at Rick Rude back in the day and went what a good fucking baby face. And they they just want. I think they just want like people to be memorable rather than they want it to be more memorable than it does to make sense. Yeah, I liked when his pants just like were like a, it was like a wink and a nudge. Yeah, you know I mean? but now they just let it dictate now the entire storyline. Story yeah, exactly. Um, so and then like you have every reason to like root for Roderick Strong, and then fucking Roderick Strong tweeted out, "Oh, you don't know like." Did you see this thing Roderick Strong no, tweeted out? No. He pretty much just says, like, Velveteen Dream doesn't know what it's like to have a real father. And I'm like, nobody wins here. Now you're going with, you're like, this is not the hill to die on, Roderick. Nobody wins. Oh, that's good. I like Happy that. Black History Month, people. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, Roderick then grabs Mike and says, Dream will regret coming back to NXT. Uh, then that ends that segment. We move on. To our cruiserweight title match of the evening, Leo Rush versus Jordan Devlin, which had a match that I uh, it sucked. <laughs> I mean, what you I, you weren't into it. I was not into it at it all. It was unfortunate. I know. I definitely understand where you're I going from, why. but I don't think I, it was. I bad. like Jordan Devlin. I like Leo Rush, but it's just they don't mesh well together. I think it's honestly. I feel like they wanted to get this. They wanted to capture the same magic Leo Rush had with Angel Garza, where it's just these two but guys. But that's not the type no. of wrestler Jordan Devlin is. Yeah, I know. That's this is where I'm uh, where I'm going in with is that they want they expect. I think there was too much expected out of both of them just to have this match and be really good. But the audience was just not captivated enough by Jordan Devlin because let's hey breaking news here: Jordan Devlin isn't as charismatic than Angel Garza. Nobody is, honestly. That's true. And so. It just didn't. I think it just. Unless you're Eddie Guerrero. I, I didn't. I just didn't think it didn't light up the play. Like objectively speaking, I thought the match was pretty sound, but the audience just wasn't as into it because like Jordan because Devlin, the air conditioning's broken. The, was it like that that particular uh, no. show? The air I think the week broken. before the air conditioner was broken. Yeah, like people just couldn't get into it, and neither and to an extent neither did I. Like I was actually looking forward to this match, and like it just it didn't click. Uh, it they, didn't click. They do back and forth cruiserweight stuff to begin the match into the commercial break. We come back. Devlin has control. Choke slam to a springboard leg drop to rush. Devlin keeping this match at a slow pace. Uh, rush flips out of the Devlin side suplex. Goes for the bottom rope uh, springboard stunner. Uh, it's reversed yet again into another elevated backdrop. 
back and forth chops between the two men. Massive springboard cutter uh, to Leo Rush. Rush then tries to mount a comeback. Is caught with a standing Spanish fly. Rush finally hits the bottom rope springboard stunner. This is literally the first time he's hit this move out of the last, what, 10 attempts in any match he's had? <laughs> you know, Definitely. every time it's been reversed. Uh, Rush, like I said, uh, headbutt to Devlin, uh, to the Devlin side, to Rush, and the pin and the win. So, I mean, I don't know. Devlin's still the champ. I don't know where Leo Rush goes from here. Apparently, they do a lot of stuff on 205 Live still. I don't fucking know. So, maybe I should start uh, watching that. I don't know, man. No, nope, that's where everything goes to die, 205 Live. I do like how this title, though, is now being defended at NX, NXT UK, NXT, 205 Live. So, you know. Yeah, there's a lot more um, smoothing of the borders. Jordan Devlin, don't 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 plan to do anything with your life because... I mean, Jordan Devlin, uh, appar- like, apparently he's Shawn Michaels' boy. Oh, yeah, apparently. Yeah, he really so they're, they're putting him through... I gotta like him. That was a really bad shot, Michael. Sorry. They're not exactly putting him through the ringer, but then they're definitely just they're giving him something. Yeah. And that something is the Cruiserweight Championship. That something is the Cruiserweight Championship. So, uh, yeah. So next up, we have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, okay. So formerly known as Reyna. That's no, do they, are they calling her Reyna or Raquel? No, Raquel. Okay. That's why I didn't recognize her. I was like, who the fuck is Raquel Gonzalez? I remember Reyna Gonzalez. <laughs> you know what I said? But. I like what I thought of as soon as she interfered in that Tegan Knox match. You're like, is that It's Japanese deathmatch legend Reyna Gonzalez. <laughs> they might as well just said that. Um, well, who was it you that says she looked like Sonya Deville? No, so, that so, was Meltzer. Okay. That was Meltzer. Yeah. Ryan. Um, but yeah, no, she, she did. Um, apparently, it's so. It's because of the hair. She was. The reason why she joined Dakota Kai was because she get getting passed up a lot at the Performance Center. So then she saw Dakota Kai at War Games. She was going to get passed up again, but then she took it into her own hands and didn't get passed up. So what you're saying is she's still showing ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression. Apparently that fucking documentary sucks, by the way. Um, yeah, apparently she's showing ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Slap Kurt Angle in the face. Dakota Kai in this promo was very, like, giddy. She was like, (laughs) yeah. Like, she was laughing like that. It was very strange. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know why. We've seen Dakota Dakota Kai cut heel promos before, and they're just fine. But this was just, like, another level of what? Yeah, what what is this? I don't don't know. I think think it was just that, that WWE ringer of... Say these lines word for word. Look excited or look this and go. Which is surprising considering how Matt Riddle has been treated. Maybe because they don't want to let they don't want to piss off Matt Riddle. Maybe at a certain point Riddle is like, dude, I can't do this. Yeah. They like they need multiple takes. I think this was just only like one take. Yeah. And uh this is the one they used. Yeah. And it's not good. Next up. Next up we have Austin Theory versus no one apparently, because Austin Theory comes down to the ring and then also so does Tomos, Tomasa Ciampa comes out kind of walking right So apparently him. you could just walk into the fucking stage with a microphone and, no, and nobody does anything to stop you. Uh, Ciampa starts to cut a promo, uh, tells Theory, not tonight, kid, not tonight. Uh, says he knows why Gargano attacked him and uh, says Johnny knows why too. Theory then slaps Ciampa. Ciampa knocks him down. He says, in order to get my life back, there can't be any Johnny Gargano in NXT. 
So it's I like I, loser I'm, leaves town. Yep, that's exactly the same interpretation you and everybody else had. Like Ciampa honestly, going to the main roster. Like this is sort of more or less like a match to determine who's gonna get. This is a fight to the death, actual death, in my opinion. Meaning death as in main roster. Yeah. And I think, not, first of all, I think neither man wants to be, go to the main roster. That's I think that's been well known. It's going to be a shoot. It's going to turn into a shoot fight. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are like, oh, you no, know. no, I'm no, I'm staying. No, you're staying. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what it seems like it's turning into, but uh, it just doesn't like it just right. said, Like he said, in order to get my life back together, there shall be no Johnny wrestling on NXT. And I think that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see where this goes, man, because I don't I don't see that being a direction for both men. It should be. And I feel like Triple H should fight for that, but then they've been in that they've been in NXT for a very long time and they've been kind of the like front and center of all of that. Like maybe you put Gargano like knowing like knowing their fates are more than sealed the second they go to main roster. Yeah. But then imagine an NXT without those guys, there'd yeah. be a lot more spots for a lot more people. Oh yeah, no. Johnny Gargano and Champa both kind of. But then, I don't say yeah, you don't want to lose those guys. But then, like losing those guys would also mean a lot more for NXT. You could argue that. But if anything, I mean, hey, listen. If there's anybody to call up on NXT, it's Matt Riddle. Next, next, on, on next two weeks to down the road, you see fucking Sami Zayn as a manager for Johnny Gargano or Champa or Champa. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Ciampa begins to leave. Theory cuts him out of nowhere. He gets a massive boot, and he gets the shit beat out of him by Ciampa. They get a match next week. They get a match next week, yeah. Not a night, not a good night for Austin Theory. No. That guy's got mad shoulders. No. You think, like, and he's, uh, he kind of looks like Flip Gordon. Mm. Do you think Flip Gordon looks like Austin Theory, or Austin Theory looks like Flip Gordon? I don't think either. There's similarities. No. Okay, look at them. Uh, Let us know what you guys think at CW4 and 5. Is Michael delusional, or am I right? Could be both. Could be both. Uh, next up, we have a tag team match. Uh, the Grizzled Young Vets versus uh, a newly formed tag team, uh, taking off the uh, advice of Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Raul Mendoza and the fly himself, Joaquin Wilde. So you the see, bug. Did you see that fucking dildo head that he has on top of his He's head? He's a bug. So apparently that took him uh, that took him eight months to make. Yeah. <laughs> eight months. <laughs> Yeah. For him to 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 work out the kinks and work out and 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 yeah yeah that's uh that's it took him eight months he to does do other that stuff and too. it's just uh he wrestles you ever too. play that game MDK uh, murder death kill yeah not Nick Gage but no. by it's a very old oh, game yeah. in the 90s. yeah yeah where it it's, had the guy come down like this and yeah the, and the guy the guy has a weird like MDK yeah, no no if anything Joaquin Wild's head looks like the fucking um Slim Jim mascot. Remember the old Slim Jim mascot, not Randy Sam, the Ate Me. <laughs> Remember him? No, let me out of here. Honey. First of all, fuck that guy, but also that's what the Joaquin Wild looks like. So whenever I see Joaquin Wild, I think of the Slim Jim guy. So fuck Joaquin Wild. <laughs> Wait, doesn't okay, wasn't that commercial like you eat a Slim Jim and then all of a sudden it's alive in your stomach? Uh huh. Like, like he like lives. Tearing, he's like he he's inside tearing, your mouth. It's tearing your stomach to shreds. Yeah. So why would that? So buy all? Slim Jims, guys, if you want a fucking scary man inside your body. <laughs> I prefer the scary man outside my body going, "Ooh yeah, snap it to a Slim Jim." Anyway, Joaquin Wild, Humberto. No, not Humberto. Raul Mendoza, brother. Raul Mendoza. Oh, yeah. I think these guys are going to win. Raul Mendoza's a jam-up guy. And, you know, yeah, it was a pretty you know fast match. Take it to Mayhem to Raul Mendoza. Pin win. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets say they're going to be the top. They're going to be the world's number one. 
Of all time. Of all time. Not just of Liverpool's number one. But the world's number one. Then we have Broserweight promo. Um, because they come out before their match. Uh, you know, they're talking about their win in NXT TakeOver Portland. Um, said so they, they celebrated after the match. Uh, Pete Dunne partied really hard, apparently. And the trophy partied even harder. And apparently, he partied so hard that he failed the wellness policy. And, and it's spending. out for 30 days. I'm sorry. They need to fucking get that t- that trophy back in 30 days. And be like, welcome back, trophy. They'll just come out. like, And then just drop it the next week. Or that's just it's write-off. Yeah. It's more likely it's write-off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they literally just said that the trophy gets suspended for 30 days, and that was that. It's just hanging out with, you know uh, what it was? It's hanging out with Andrade. Like, what, what, you know what, it was? what are you in for? Was They were like, okay, now we're going to. We're not going to use the t- the trophy anymore, and they're like, "What? Why?" They're like, "What do you mean, why?" It's just we don't need it anymore. You're the champions. Yeah, but there should be something that you say. They need to find and a reason. He's like, "What? Did he get suspended for thirty days?" I love it. Say that, Matt. Say that tonight. Yeah. No, that's just okay. That's just great. That's just a good creative flow within that within that certain cool. subset of that company. Cool. It got over every. They got a, the entire audience got a laugh out of it. Yeah. And uh, there you go. Ah, That's what, and nar. people continue to endear themselves to Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. Nar. It's a fucking. It's not. It's not calculus. Nar. 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 Well, bro, uh, they have a match. Yeah, Lork. they uh, Lorkin and Burtz. They come out and they're, they're they, they have a match. They they don't get suspended for thirty days. On paper, this seemed to be like on paper. This like sounded incredible. Like you know, but coming these off, guys would have a great match. Yeah, but coming off a takeover. And the great match we had with the Undisputed Era and the Broserweights, comparison-wise, like, we just saw this great match a couple days ago. I'd say, like, I'd and say... And now yeah. seeing this match, it's like, okay, yeah. Like, I was even telling you when I was watching, I'm like, I've grown numb to regular Matt Riddle stuff. Yeah. I Where I wouldn't go as far as to say that. Like, maybe it was just... Oh, right maybe now it was just, like, no, Yeah, maybe it was just a bad week. Like, okay, like, I might as well just get into it. Like, I think th- this, this NXT... It really came suck. off as a series. Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say suck. There was still some sprinkles of good stuff, but for the most part, it was just it was a it was an actual hangover. Like it was an actual like come down from that. Takeover. I would have preferred the the pre show matches that they used to do with the just the recaps. Oh no, that's ratings death. At that, at we would have got Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. They would have gotten like if they did that. Like no, uh. like I know tape shows aren't that like relevant to like aren't that relevant to like ratings in general. But then, I don't know. I don't think that'd be a great idea. But, I mean, yeah. That's my opinion of NXT as a whole, like yeah. this week. But then we still got to go over the show. Lorkin and Birch versus Riddle and Dunn. Uh, Dunn and Birch start the match. The GTS the Lorkin by Riddle. Uh, it's pretty, really strong NXT strong style match. Because, I mean, that's just what. That's just the NXT style. Now. That's the style at the time. Uh, they hit their assisted uh, GTS the Lorkin. They get the pin and win. And, yeah, that was the match. Uh, then we're backstage. Strong tells Undisputed Air to stay back tonight because he wants to take care of this himself. Cut to a Twitter video. Roderick Strong is fucking terrible. You on the stand mic. back. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Bro. I'll do it on my own, you guys. Velveteen Dream is messing with my family too much. Like his fucking his delivery. His delivery. His terrible. Delivery pace, yeah. Like Undisputed Air is the best thing to ever happen to this guy, ever. 
Yeah, well, it's because you have uh, Adam Cole talking for him, pretty much. Ah, oh, man, like, ugh. Roddy, well, he, Roddy. He plays dumb jock, and he's, that's what they are. They're yes. the dumb jocks. He's the guy. He is they're a guy the varsity who's club of, good at everything, but then bad at one thing. You know, and they, that bad thing is speaking. If they if they were at high school, they would all be riding in one pickup truck, three of them in the back. Yeah. You know, throwing. maybe it's the scripting. Honestly, maybe it's the reason why everybody. No, it, it's, sucks. it's Roderick Strong. Yeah, that's true. It, it, this is the same thing that's been going on for a long time. Uh, let's see a Twitter video of the Forgotten Sons. Apparently, they take offense to the grizzled young veterans uh, putting NXT on notice. And apparently, I mean, I would also take offense to them calling themselves veterans when you actually have actual veterans right here. In um, Forgotten Sons, yes, in yeah. the Forgotten Sons, um, they're faces now. Yeah, so they're the faces. I guess that's kind of just their initiation of being a face. I mean, hey, listen, let's it's. If this like if this if this face turn really changes up things with Forgotten Sons, I mean I'm not too confident in saying that, but I mean it's I thought they were, I thought they were just doomsday preppers, but now they're forgotten veterans. Okay, I mean they're that's... pretty much Lacey Evans, and I know that's not like the best comparison, but no, she th- wasn't forgotten. She was she's, she's, well, she's if, she's, if anything she's too she's too remembered. She's yeah she's, she's too remembered. Too remembered. Um, no, she they uh, I think one of them shaved their head. Uh, I, can't, I don't know which one. Wesley Blake. It, it wasn't Wesley. Jackson Riker. It wasn't Jackson. Some other dude. I think it was the some other guy. The some other guy. Yeah, I think it was him. Because Wesley o- Blake's Australian, right? Some other Joe. Yeah, some other Joe. Samoa Joe. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, they take offense to Grizzly Young Vets. Keith Lee then comes out. He, um... What, oh. he comes out to no, his... No, my, my, auto, my auto spelling correct messed me up. Uh, Keith Lee comes out. He has a mic in hand. Uh, before he even talks, he's got a cut off by... Oh! Oh, my God. It's the finest. Fuck me. <laughs> it's Kona Reeves. He's back. And he's here to... Uh, Do you see his fucking uh, his boots? No. They're like flesh-colored boots. Well, it's terrible. He had to get the cheapest. Kona Reeves is terrible. Well, they're the finest. That's why, I mean. I like his song, though. And his, and maybe his song. I don't know. Can you sing it a little dun, bit? Dun, dun, dun. I go with the finest. Yeah. The, the finest. I'm with the finest. I'm with the finest. Finest. If you don't find me... It's just my list. Okay. I don't know. That's good. That's good. Or I like I, I like the song. Can't define me. I make my own list. He is he is among that list of uh, uh, superstars that are too good for their own theme music. Billy yeah. Kidman's one. <laughs> Maven is probably uh, number one on that, my list. Uh, dude, that, and Kona Reeves. That every time I'm at the gym, that Billy Kidman song. <laughs> you wake up when you wake up. You wake up with, with your, your clothes, clothes off, feeling ashamed and so lost. Whoa, what? Like that's just rape. <laughs> I love. <laughs> anyway, uh, Keith Lee then pounces uh, Kona Reeves, tells the ref to ring the bell. Big Bang catastrophe pin wins. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking Keith about Lee. Billy Kidman's theme song now. <laughs> uh, Keith Lee wins. Um, and then all of a sudden, Dijakovic appears from behind Keith Lee. Does he? I thought he got his own entrance. No, he didn't. He didn't get okay. an entrance. He just appeared. Uh, he's in the ring. He has a mic, and he's not. He says, "Keith, I'm not ready to move on." I still love you. <laughs> just put the PA, just have piano music. Well, when he put said, a blur around, just put add grease around the screen, just give that blur. That well, the, the, the blur. Mandy Rose uh, yeah. blur. Um, because he says, Keith, I'm not ready to move on. The whole crowd goes, oh. Does he really say, do, do they really are? Yeah, they did. That was just your mind. No, they really did. Um, <laughs> he says, because, you know, Lee, I had you beat this last Sunday. That Spanish fly. He goes, my back he goes, was bad. He goes, that Spanish fly hurt my back and I couldn't hit, hit the feast your eyes. That doesn't mean you had him beat. That means you lost. If you had him beat, 
then like you had him something and something happened. And like, this was more or less something that Keith Lee said. Like if what if 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 exactly. all you said was if. But the fact of the matter is that he is champion. He lost. You lost. Get back in the line. I won. He is. He goes. But I can. Just they say one thing at every match we have, and crowd starts chanting "fight forever." Because if you talk to well, Regal, I'll fight forever with you. Here's the thing. Like I'm okay. First off, I am uh, not. I'm not at all supportive of them having another match this quick. So what I think what you can do is have Dijakovic pretty much getting back in the line and then start like being a lot more aggressive, like really heal it up for him to just work his way back to Keith Lee. And I think Keith Lee should say like, listen, I'm going to do you a favor and make you earn this. Like, I, I was kind of hoping Keith Lee would just say that. And I know that's not very baby face of him. Like he'll like a baby face will just fight whatever is put in front of him or her. But I think out of just like, I think Keith Lee should have just said like, listen, if you, I'm only doing you a favor to make you earn this, to make you work harder just so we can do, have this match again. And I think that's when I think that they should really put over Dijakovic as this like super monster heel working his way up and actually like, you know, earning this match instead of just There's straight up giving so many match. fucking matches between these two guys. Yeah, and I just ho- and I just and I don't want I don't want another Lee Dijakovic match. I'm but that's, sick of it. That I- is the obvious direction they're going to. But then if they are to if there's push or shove, if there's no push or shove on this, at least sometimes space push it comes out. to shove. Yeah, I'm not again. Like I said, I'm not at all supportive of them running it back no. again. Um, but like I said, he tells tells him to tell Regal to make it official. So war games, war games. Next up, we have the relaunch of the Robert Stone brand. Uh, Chelsea Green versus Caden Carter. Um, so this is a match. Caden uh, Carter botched uh, going for an around-the-world DDT. She slipped on the ropes. Um, they really tried to make up for like every. All the announcers all had their own separate opinion for what happened. Like they all Mar- had their own Mar- interpretation. Mar- was like, oh, she's just too. She's just too into the move. She, you got to focus. Whereas Beth was like, she slipped on the rope. Sometimes there's spit or sweat or grease on the rope. And then, and then all of a sudden, Nigel's like, oh, come on, that was just a Chelsea Green and her her way of how. <laughs> like how you had Morrow, and then you just all of a sudden morphed into um, Nigel. No, daughter, yeah, yeah. Do you see what Matt Riddle posted on Instagram? Uh, How many McGriddles can Matt Riddle griddle if Matt Riddle, Riddle could, could griddle, griddle McGriddles? Yeah, I saw that. Somebody posted that online. Like, I want yesterday. McGriddles now. I just want a Big Mac. Um, but nonetheless, Caden Carter, she botched that move. Uh, Chelsea Green does hit a Steiner recliner to Caden Carter at one point, stomping down on the hair of Caden Carter at one point. Then all of a sudden, Bianca Belair just runs in the ring and says, like, oh, hold on. Let me just cut this promo real quick. I was just like, okay. Yeah, out of this nowhere. is number two out of just people coming into fucking with microphones and just straight up, hey everybody. Yeah, there's no law and order here. Triple H, get get get. There apparently there there is a law, law and order. order. Uh, dun, dun, we heard dun, some dun, sirens dun, dun, going dun. on. What the hell is that? Uh, Bianca Belair gets in the ring and she's uh, she puts Charlotte on notice and says she'll uh, whoop that ass. Uh, and Morrow goes, I wonder if that'll happen here on NXT TV. Because this is NXT TV. We're on NXT TV. We're on NXT TV. I wonder what's going to happen. Stay tuned. And then, but for some reason, the match goes back on, and like n- that had nothing to do with the finish of the match. Oh, Jesus. I forgot it did. Like, I it, it just still... went, but it was like, okay, restart. Okay, keep going with the match. Yeah, this was a mess. This was a mess. Uh, Stone trips Caden Carter. Uh, Chelsea Green hits the unprettier to Caden Carter, the pin, and the win. So, what? why did she lose last week? That's what, or a couple weeks ago. 
don't get it. I think it's because to put over the rebranding that Robert Stone really does matter. Well, like okay. analytics, man, numbers. Okay, what I, in my opinion, I thought they were going to keep having Chelsea Green lose until she turns into the hot mess, Chelsea Green. That's then that's just straight up because it drives her crazy. And she's you think like, TNA owns the gimmick uh, impact. I mean, no, I'm because sorry. she was the hot mess. In yeah. NXT. You, but you think they own that gimmick. You can own gimmicks and not wrestlers. I know. But I'm saying at one point, Chelsea Green was wrestling in NXT as the uh, you think they're going to have mess. you're going to have her as the hot mess, but with three S's hot mess. I don't get it because hot because probably impact probably owns the gimmick hot oh, mess. But then yeah. there's yeah, it's like right, Riot yeah. Squad. Yeah, there you go. Ah, yeah, that was a she pinned her. I mean, hot mess was this very segment. Yeah. Is all I'm gonna say. Uh, next week, like I said, Austin Theory versus Tomas Champa. Two weeks. Uh, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, steel cage match. So what's the point? I mean, the point for Reina Gonzalez to be there. Raquel is, for, is. Oh yeah, for Raquel Gonzalez is for Dakota Kai to win that match and extend this program. But she's not gonna factor into this one. So she 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 can't get all it, pointless. I guess. I mean, the point is to get. A steel cage match. That's so. one thing I liked about the fucking steel cage match in AEW is the fact that there was no like. Yeah, we said this. If before. you escape the cage, you lose yeah. or you win. That's bullshit rule. I fucking hate that. You should lose if you escape the cage. I mean, yeah. But our main event: Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. Wow. At this point, in this I, at this point, like I was kind of just done with wrestling this was for the, the rest. This of the- was the shit. I don't want to go as far as to say it was the shits, but then like just in the greater context of me watching AEW Dynamite beforehand and then uh, NXT, because I usually do do this. Like I watched on the TNT app on my Xbox. I just watch Dynamite live and have a great time. And then NXT, if it's great, it's great. But then by the time we reach this point onto the show where I'm watching it on USA Live with the West Coast feed, I was more than done. I was just more than done. Well, that's what I was saying. I was saying it was the shit topping to a shitty show. Of NXT. I think it's it's hard to say that because there are way worse shows out there in the week. And just like I'm not just comparing no, in relative, like, them in, to other shows. Me, the, I'm comparing it to NXT shows. That's true. Like, yeah, no, I get that. It's just that it's hard to say that it's a terrible show. Be, yeah. And like, you know, within it's within. Yeah, I know what you're talking I'm about. Sorry like, you I have know that, that moral qualm, st- you know? Yeah. I just have that low standards. I just have that low standards. Uh, it was not that great of a match. And it was. Yeah. No, the, it's I, I definitely agree. The two lock up and then they unlock up. They fight. The, the, there's a, a series of swings with a belt to Roderick Strong. These two are fighting like two middle school kids fighting for the first time on a playground. It didn't help that Velveteen Dream actually looked like a middle schooler. <laughs> Not even a middle schooler, like a preschooler. Like what he was wearing, like it was just this blue. T- it was just like this blue, blue onesie, blue, blue onesie with a bunch of clouds on it. Like I don't know what they it's, weren't clouds. It they were prints of his glasses, but they were, they made to look like clouds. <sighs> it looked terrible. It did. It was a. It was a. It was a special kind of bad. Because everyone knew that we were waiting for him to rip it off to reveal the tights of Marina on it. It's just, we know it's coming now. Yeah. You know, as opposed to before, where Velveteen Dream would just come out in his tights. And during the entrance, people would be like, oh shit, did you see those tights? It's, they say Hollywood. It is. Like Hogan, get it? They kind of can't d- talk about them because racist. You know? I think they're not, they're run. I feel like they're just running out of ideas for Velveteen Dream. Absolutely. You know, yeah. there's not much, like they've, yeah, they've done the Hulk Hogan gimmicks. They're doing the Rick Rude gimmicks. Like, 
I think now's the time to really just hunker down. Stop and... looking at old wrestling gimmicks is what they need to do and, and start looking at outside Because Velveteen Dream as a concept is relatively new. Like the androgynous prince gimmick is something relatively untouched with within the wrestling realm. I mean, I know Johnny B. Bad, like with the whole Little Richard thing kind of thing. Like that's what I kind of get sometimes. But, you know, this is something that has been relatively untouched within wrestling. Do something that's relatively untouched going forward. Yeah, I mean... You could even parody Parasite. I don't know how you do that. Okay, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's popular. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to think of things that are popular. Billie Eilish. Oh, I thought you were going to do the sound soundboard thing. Oh, wait, no, don't wait. do it. Don't do it. No, it's already done. We're tied. The timing's off. We're wait, done. Wait, wait, wait. No. Anyway, this yeah. main event. Yeah, this main event. It sucked. Uh, yeah, a super sight. I don't know. I mean, I go through it. The fans. Some fans are actually booing at this match. Uh, this match. Um, there's, there's somewhat of a collision at a certain point, uh, where there are two heads knocking to each other. I don't know if that was actually, that's not planned. fun. I don't know if that was planned or if that, that was just, it just happened. Uh, super side slam to dream followed by a kick out dream Valley driver to strong, but, uh, the dream starts taking off his pants to reveal, Oh no, his tights were with Marina Shafir on him. Ooh. We didn't see that last week. We didn't see that coming at all. Uh, dreams comes off the top rope, knocking out all the members of the undisputed era who just appeared ringside. Um, Dream gets on the top rope again, gets a massive knee for coming off the ropes. Dream Valley driver to strong though, pin win after the match. Undisputed era beat down on uh, Velveteen Dream, who has no friends to help him because he's an asshole and he's going after some man's wife. I mean, I don't know. I feel like even the, the hey, at least that makes sense. Not I feel like that, even besides the, that Matt Hardy thing, at least this makes. sense. I feel like the faces in the back would be like, dude. Did you fucking he, see you? You deserved it, Dream. I mean, what like, do you want? Did you not see this coming? Like even seriously. Gargano was like, dude. Yeah, do you deserve that shit? You're a piece of shit, man. Yeah, honestly. And look what I did. Anyway, uh, NXT clearly the inferior show uh, in comparison to Dynamite, and this is the like, and we don't say this that many weeks. Honestly, this was there was it was a cut and dry winner. Oh, absolutely. That AEW Dynamite put on their best show yet in the in the company's history. While NXT, since you this is probably their worst show they've ever put. Uh, at least uh, at least ever in usa i can think there's probably i remember reading some notes on nxt like i want to say like as early as two like as the first show like the first year that we did it mm-hmm. like that is some true b show stuff and it's still good oh yeah. I man should, I it is out, look over my notes yeah my nuts um but yeah no so that was nxt for this week it's not uh, a big fan. Not a fan of not, it. Not a fan of it at all. It was, but it was we'll, a drag to go through. We'll see what happens next week. Like I said, we're going to get Austin Theory versus Tommaso Ciampa, which I, I, there's no interest I have in Austin Theory at all. I, I mean, he's 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 new. Yeah, that's he's the thing. Young. I don't like new. What? Give me give me what I know. It's a bit. Yes, okay. it is. Okay, yeah. can't deal with it. Go out on a bang. Is that it? We're going out on a bang right now. That's it. Okay. Okay. That about does it here for us at the B Show. Um, tune in next week. We're going to have two shows next week. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> the B Show, which just like the one we had, we're going to talk about next week's episodes. But we're also going to have our uh, new a new episode of the Prediction Show, um, AEW Revol- Revolution. Okay, is it me? Or it's a computer. The, is the voiceover for um, AEW Revolution is like the same one from like those like porn phone numbers you call? Call yeah. now. Yeah, no, I see. 1 800. But you see Comedy Central at 2 a.m.? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what was the one? Like, we're young and 18. Singles. Like, hot singles in your area. Hot singles. They're hot. 
Anyways, like I said, find some singles in your area as we get mosey on out of here. Well, apparently, uh, Leslie Jones meets people on Adult Friend Finder. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with us. And like I said, we'll keep you updated when both of those new shows will go up. Um, like I said, I'm Corey. He, you're Michael. Yes, and, I am Michael Vergara of the B Show, City Wrestling Radio. Uh, follow me follow at Corey Mania on Twitter. Follow you at Mike Vergara Man. We'll see you guys later and have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Woohoo! <laughs>